Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court and Mazda of Everett. Now, here are former Seahawks Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. Welcome back to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumpus with Paul Moyer. Every Thursday, the last Thursday right here at Bellevue Square Center Court is presented by the Bellevue Collection. And right now, we are joined by... My partner in crime. That's right. Monday through Friday, 10 to 2. She's leading the show, but now she got to ride shotgun. I'm leading this thing now. <laughs> now I got to relax. I'm leading this thing now. Stacey Ross, clap it up for my girl, Stacey Ross. Oh, thanks. This is fun. Smartest woman in show business. I tell you that. She works hard. She knows her stuff. And Stacey... What are you expecting this week, man? I mean, this is a big game. I thought you were reaching down for, like, a prize. Like, you were going to surprise me with something. I was like, oh, my God, Did you, you enter into the raffle? Did you enter the raffle? No, but that's, those are really good prizes. They are. Yeah. Though there is a disclaimer that if you work for the company, that you are not allowed to actually participate and I'm win. I'm working on breaking if those rules. If you do win, <laughs> you have to give it to Paul Moyer. Yeah, so we're those are, it's in the books. Paul Moyer. Yeah. Moyer. So we've talked a lot about the Panthers mm-hmm. this week, um, the run game, the defense. What specifically are you looking forward to this Sunday? Okay, so you guys are maybe going to think I'm crazy given the weaknesses we've seen from the Seahawks defense against the run and given what Donta Foreman has been able to do when he's healthy and feeling good and on his A game. I am weirdly curious about Darnold to DJ Moore. Like okay. DJ Moore is having career lows in a lot of different categories right now. He's around, I don't know, 500-ish yards this season. but he's Or maybe I'm thinking of Freeman um, or Foreman, but... Moore has had a 1,000-plus yards in each of the last three years. He's their best receiving weapon. He's insanely talented. Last week, or the week before last, because they were on a bye, had a great connection against the Broncos, a team that they beat. That's a good defense, 23-10 against the Broncos. So I, what I don't want to see is what happened uh, a little bit against the Rams, which is some weapons you weren't expecting to be a factor suddenly right. were. Van Jefferson. Right. Oh, wait, Van Jefferson could be good, right? And and that connection between Wofford. So I think Darnold and Moore are a better connection potentially than those two. So I I don't know why I'm watching that more than Foreman. Maybe I shouldn't be, but I am. <laughs> well, I'm not going to doubt you because when we were playing, about to play Tampa Bay, I was, you were with Bob Stelton. You yes. filled in. The, and she asked me about the running backs from Tampa Bay. And I'm like, running backs? I go, and she threw out, was it White? I think, uh, who was the, uh, it? Was Jones. The, the, yeah. It was a Jones. Jones. I, I've forgotten already. It's like a and, rookie. And I kid you not, I'm like, <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I go, what? And I kind of transitioned to it, like, yeah, Tom Brady. Holy crap, she was right. I mean, they destroyed us on the ground. I mean, so I'm going to give you, because I didn't even know really that much about DJ Moore. Is it we? First of all, congratulations to you two. I, I serious. So fun. No, and, and not just that. I mean, I, I can say this because I don't work for the station. Their ratings are through the roof. It's been unbelievable. <laughs> and, you know, these two, I mean, I don't really turn the radio on until 10 o'clock and listen to you guys. <laughs> um, but is it weird to be in this uh, other role with him hosting right now? No, because... Uh, Bumps, I listen to pre and post, so I hear you as a lead, but I've never been with you while you're a lead. So I guess it's it's really almost like in my mind, I'm like with you guys on pre and post right now, but it's Hawks Live. <laughs> it's, well, you know, welcome back to Hawks Live. It's Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer. We got uh, Stacey Ross here joining us. We got my sister over there in the corner. How are you doing, sister? my sister. That's my sister. All right, it's our sister. But what did you ask? I'm sorry, Mom. I was going to ask, do you, you're more concerned about DJ Moore. I don't know why. Even though our, because the one thing about last week we were talking about earlier, 
we the running back didn't really hurt us last week. I thought we mm-hmm. took care of that. It was more the wide receivers mm-hmm. and the jet sweeps and the fly sweeps yeah. along the way. But do you see it? Do they have what it takes? We had Bruce Irvin on earlier about, look, man, it's attitude. Do they have the attitude to be a great defensive run-stopping team? For Seattle? Yes. You would think so. Think of how many times that we've interviewed these defensive players or that you guys have, right? And you talk to these guys and you're like, man, this guy's mindset is right. Like right. this guy, we've talked to Shelby Harris who talked about like, hey, if you don't want to do your job, someone else is going to come in to do it. Like that's a mm. great old school mindset for how to play defense. We talked with Al Woods today who's so smart. Yeah. He walked us through exactly what he sees at the line of scrimmage um, during, uh, during, by the way, my sister knows nothing about football and earlier she was joking about what I should say and she goes, you should go up and be like, yeah, we really need some some scrimmage yards <laughs> like, for sure. Um, but he was walking us through like, okay, here's what I see at the line, line of scrimmage. Smart players. It's, I am still trying to figure out, and I have talked with so many former players, you guys and, and Wyman and everyone about this, like, why do we sometimes see a great version of the defense and see what they can be? And then other times it just falls apart, but it's the same personnel. You haven't missed big chunks of your defense, mm. right? Like, it's the same guys. Different teams. So it's you've frustrating. Seen some, yeah, you've seen different types of offenses, and you guys know more than I do about, like, what Tampa and the Raiders did especially well with the run versus some other teams. But it's... It's frustrating because it is there, I guess, is the very long-winded answer. I do think it's there. It's just maybe not disciplined or consistent. Now, Stace, we are 7-5. and five. We're entering the stretch, the, the toughest part of the schedule. Apparently, this is the fourth easiest part of our fourth easiest uh, remaining, remaining schedule, remaining schedule which I just I just don't agree with. Yeah. Um, when I look at these teams, man, I look at the Panthers and see what they they pose to us. I look at the Chiefs. I look at the Jets, and it makes me a bit nervous. But I look at Geno, and I'm like, all right, he makes it all better. Yeah. When you look at Geno, do you get the same feeling I get, to where I'm like, all right, we're gonna have a chance because number seven is throwing that. A thousand thing. percent. Do you guys feel both feel that way? I That's do. how I feel. I didn't expect to feel that way. I was pleasantly surprised in week one. In week two, we all look by week two. It's not canon. It didn't happen. <laughs> in week three, you're thinking like, wow, okay, this guy can can throw this around. But, God, the Lions' defense is so bad. And every week, just like excuse after excuse slipped away until finally this past week you think, well, God, can he come from behind in a, in a fourth quarter comeback victory? And that was the final excuse to slip away. And you start thinking, I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else to pin on to doubt. Like, I have no choice but to think he can get it done. So that's how I'm entering this week. Yeah, I mean, look, every statistic just points that this isn't a fluke. So let me ask you this. Look at all the quarterbacks the Seahawks have ever had. I I can go back to Jim Zorn, Dave Craig, um, John Kitna. And and what I'm looking for, biggest surprise, Russell Wilson when he came in, Geno Smith. What would be the biggest surprise to the upside in – or in Seahawk history at quarterback. So between all these guys? Between all those. Okay. Right now, given what they accomplished, and granted this was with the defense and with all the pieces, having reached a Super Bowl with Wilson as a third-round pick would be Wilson. Gino, if you can keep him here next year and advance even further than however far you end up this year, how do you not have him in there? What Gino's doing is really cool, not just for Seattle, but for the rest of the league. Because mm-hmm. after this year, no matter what the Seahawks accomplish, they, they may not make the playoffs, knock on wood, we all hope they do. Gino has forever changed contract negotiations and conversations had by backup quarterbacks around the league that are able to sit for a long time and say, 
I'm not great to your eyes because I haven't had the chance, but I promise you I can be. Like, he will be the example people point to, like they point with Kurt Warner for things. Right. Or, right? There's always these random examples of guys that did something in a non-traditional way, and people always point to them. And it, the year could end now, and he would be that example for a lot of guys. You know, it's why, to me, Pete Carroll has to be the coach of the year. Yeah. I mean, think about what he's done. I mean, he took somebody that no one believed in mm-hmm. and, you know, made him, and I don't want to say he made him. To me, Geno's made himself. Yeah. But to get to the playoffs with a quarterback that no one thought, I mean, come on, man. And he's never even got a, has he even got a vote before for uh, coach of the year? I want to say MVP. Uh, Probably maybe, not. Maybe not if they used to, if they, if they always did them the same where you get one vote, I would guess no. But... <laughs> yeah. Pete, Pete says he doesn't want the vote. It doesn't matter. When you're 71 <laughs> and you've won at the college level and you've won a Super Bowl, you don't need the media to validate who you are. And I love that about Pete Carroll. But I want him to have that validation. Yeah, we, we, I think we, we all do. We want him to have We that. all want Pete to have that, right? Yeah. We all yeah. do. <laughs> all right, well, you know what? This is Stacy Ross, the lead host of uh, Bumpin' Stacy. She leads me to the water. I drink it Monday That's through right. Friday, 10, 10 to, to 2. 2. Thank you, Stacy, for joining <laughs> Thanks, us. Thanks, guys. This is Thanks, fun. Stacey. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we'll go We're inside the film room. We'll talk about Tyler Lockett's 36-yard touchdown, Tariq Woolen's interception, and DK Metcalf's game-winning touchdown. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live, the last one of the 2022 season. Bittersweet, man. Bittersweet. I'm Michael Bombas with Paul Moyer. It's presented by the Bellevue Collection. We're here every Thursday. I'm going to miss you, man. 7 to 10. I'm I'm still going to see you. Oh, yeah. I'm still going to see you on Thursdays. Okay. You know? We're at Bellevue Square Center Court. Got a great crowd in front of us. I got my birthday friend, me and this young lady in the front. We both share the same birthday. My birthday is next Tuesday, so if you guys want to go get me something, yeah, it's all good. I'll be here for the next uh, hour, maybe. All right, you guys come holla at me. Moyer? 40? 40? Uh, uh, 37, baby. 37, huh? You're good. 37. 37. I feel you, 40, though. You could literally be my son. Yeah. You could. That hurts me. Uh, but we're friends, though. No, we are. All right. And by by the way, just an update, um, because I was saying that Baker Mayfield is done and he could never play again. And they were down 16 to 3. And of course, he brought them back and the Rams ended up beating the Vegas uh, Raiders 17 to 16, which, by the way, we want because that just put us probably in the number two spot in the draft because Denver plays Kansas City this week and then I think the Rams and Denver play the following week so I was pulling for Baker on that (laughs) he may never win another game but that was a good one to win for all of you who thought that was complicated me too I just say okay let's Hawks win they do that to me all. and then you guys you guys fill me in on Monday after Monday night football and let me know the situation what he's Morris is a number guy so that's that's what he does All all right so we're gonna go inside the film room the first play we're breaking down. Tyler Lockett scores a 36-yard touchdown. This is in response to the Rams getting the football and driving down the field and doing their thing. Slots to both sides with DJ Dallas in the backfield. Here comes the blitz. Leonard Floyd. Geno's got time. Now he's going to throw. He's got a man crossing the field. It's Lockett down to the 15. Cuts back inside. 10. 5. Touchdown! Seahawks! Tyler Lockett on the crossing route. 
The line gave Geno just enough time. He steps up inside of Leonard Floyd and throws a beauty on a crossing route from right to left. And Tyler Lockett puts the Seahawks on the board. It's 7-6. to six. Moye, I love this concept. It's a simple concept. So what happens is you got a two-by-two look. you got a tight end and a receiver to the right side of Geno. You have two receivers to the left side of Geno. And what happens is you got the slot to the left side of Geno. He's just running a deep cross. That safety rotates down. That's a robber look. Correct me if I'm wrong, Moyer. That's a robber look. Anything crossing his face, he's just going to run with it. So what happens is he runs with that deep cross, and you have one-on-one on the outside. You got DK at the bottom of the screen. What he does, he inside releases against Jalen Ramsey, and then he runs a vertical. He's going to clear it out. When he inside releases, he gets the attention of that safety. He inside releases. Jalen Ramsey's like, I got to run with him. That safety is looking at DK and saying, I got to run with number 14. But you know what's happening on that backside. All right, we got that two-by-two formation up at the top. You got that tight end who stays in for a block. He blocks for a bit, then he releases to a shallow cross. That's five yards across the field. So he's going right to left. And then you have Tyler Lockett on the intermediate cross. He's going to end up around 12 to 15 yards with DK clearing that corner and keeping the, the, the eyes of that safety. Tyler Lockett finds himself in a wide open space. What does Tyler Lockett usually do when he catches the football? He goes down. Not this time. Not this time. He catches the football. He says, you know what? I'm going to get some money. I'm getting to that end zone. That's exactly what he does. A great response by this offense. Yeah, th- This route, the Rams have run against us so many times. It's just a, a deep crossing route, as he mentioned, by Tyler Lockett coming from the other side of the football. Uh, look, I, not to pick on a, a linebacker, but they ran a deep cross on their linebacker, a guy named number 45, used to play with the Seahawks, over the top of him for a touchdown. And, you know, all the things you described, there's so many good things here. First of all, they blitz five guys. DJ Dallas comes over to the other side of the ball and picks up their linebacker and makes a really good block on that because he is free. Geno Smith doesn't even flinch. He, I mean, th- this guy is barreling down. It looks like no one's going to pick him up. Gino just kind of sidesteps him, doesn't panic, steps up in the pocket. DK Metcalf, by the way, beats Ramsey bad. He, that would have been a touchdown. Uh, Tyler Lockett would have been a touchdown. There was a crossing route that probably would have been a 20-yard play. And there, who was the other guy that ran the other flag route to the other side? He was open. Bottom line, Gino could have hit four guys. Three of them would have been touchdowns. One of them would have been a 20-yard play. There's just so many good. The great protection by the offensive line. Um, all the things you said there, but uh, yeah, just that was a big answer and st- things that I think Gino's becoming more and more not aware. He's becoming better and better at is answering after either a turnover or the other team scores. Gino over the last three games has immediately responded and scored right back at him. Man, the thing that you pointed out that I like the most is Gino's composure in that pocket. You got Leonard Floyd he is by himself. Right? DJ Dallas gets just enough of him. But could you imagine standing in that pocket and no. seeing Leonard Floyd just flying downhill? What, what does Gino do? Two hands on the football, slide a little bit to the left, steps up in the pocket, no big boom, deal. makes a throw. That's a veteran no move right big there. Deal. No I mean, big deal. I've seen other quarterbacks in the Seahawks uniform panic on that. He doesn't panic. No. It's really, again, this is not a mirage, people. He's that good. He's that guy. All right, next play. Tariq Woolen gets his sixth interception of the year. 
First and 10 at the Seattle 35. Wolford goes under center. Williams in the backfield. Play fake. Wolford's going to roll right side. Has some time. Throws back near side. Reaching up. Making the interception is Woolen at the 15-yard line. Ball underthrown just a bit for Kyron Williams. And you're not going to get that past Tariq Woolen, all six foot four, 210 pounds of him with that interception. Woolen has now broken the club record for interceptions by a rookie with six, and we've still got games to play. The Seahawks take it away. They have the ball first and ten. I worked really hard my last year starting to get six interceptions, so it kind of makes Oh, me that was your last year on the way out? You got six? Well, my last year starting. Oh, okay. Um, All right. I still had another year or so, but um, he makes this very easy. You don't see Sean McVay design too many poorly designed plays this is one of them um they saw something on film they, they thought they could get woolen on yep. this they motioned across away from that the wide receivers on woolen side he motioned away to the defense's left they blocked their wide receiver like it was a run and they ended up bringing the running back on a swing route to woolen side and run a, sw- uh, a swing route down the sideline for whatever reason, they thought Woolen wasn't going to be there. And if you saw the game, McVeigh told his quarterback, that's my fault. Yeah. Like, you know, basically, this was the design play. You're going to throw it regardless. It was just a bad play on their part. Woolen, the good part is he was there. He just has a feel for the passing game. I mean, he, he's not perfect. He makes mistake. He makes rookie mistakes still, but he's, he's getting better. But, boy, I tell you what, when that ball's in the air, it's his. And at six foot four and runs a 4-2 with long arms – former wide receiver he's a pretty good wide receiver playing db yeah I look at two seven and i heard you on the uh uh wyman and bob show today and they asked you if woolen was a pro bowler you go not quite like his numbers might say he's a pro bowler but there are some things he needs to learn about the position that'll make him a true pro, pro bowler and that's why they ran this play and mcveigh told wolford he's going to bite just sell it and throw back to the running back and you will be okay because at times T. Woolen is undisciplined. Mm. Right here, he was undisciplined, but just enough of discipline to be able to recover and, and make a play right there. And um no, I, I think that this is what makes him special because when he's beat, when he makes those mistakes, he's so long and he's so fast to where he'll make up for those mistakes. And that's what happened right here. He got Wolford trying to roll to the defense's left and with the throwback and T. Woo bites just a little bit but has enough speed and awareness to get back and attack the football when it's in the air. Him being a receiver is helping him out at this DB stuff. You know, we're talking about Woolen on this, but I've been talking that our linebackers and secondary really are starting to understand pass concepts. Right. Cody Barton and Jordan Brooks on this play. Cody, once he reads it, he takes off 20, 30 yards downfield to pick up the deep crosser, and he picks him up. And so I'm not so sure they didn't think they were going to get man-to-man and maybe Woolen was going to run with it and that they would get a one-on-one with a linebacker and maybe he could outrun them. Um, whatever it was, that was a huge play in the game. All right, let's get to the game-winning touchdown. DK Metcalf. Three receivers right side. D.K. Medcalf to the left with Jalen Ramsey on him. Gino takes the snap. Four-man rush. Going to half roll. Throws back inside. Reaching up. Making a catch. Touchdown. Seahawks. Are you kidding me? It is D.K. Medcalf. 
Ramsey was all over him. DK puts those big mitts up and says, that ball is mine. And the Seahawks take the lead, 26-23. What a dart thrown by Geno Smith. Paul Moyer, man, I love this right here. First, let's set it up. You got three receivers to the right of Geno. You got Kobe Parkinson, who was extended from that offensive line in a two-point stance, looking like he's about to be there for pass pro. You got two receivers outside of Kobe Parkinson. That's Marquise Goodwin. And then you have number 16, Tyler Lockett. To the right side of DJ Dallas, excuse me, of Geno, you have DJ Dallas. To the bottom, the left side of Geno Smith, you have DK in a tight split, right? Backside of this formation, backside of trips in the goal line. I'm going to go out there and say that the Rams were like, look, backside of trips in the in the red zone, you're going to have whoever it is, man. So you got Jalen Ramsey manned up on DK Metcalf. Typically, you want to protect the inside and man. He's protecting the outside. Why? He's worried about the corner route. Exactly. Fade route. You're yep. so tight that he has to go outside. So Jalen Ramsey is doing what you're supposed to do. He's protecting the outside in this situation because of DK's split. What does DK do? He gets inside. He runs a slam. But let's talk about what's happening to the trips receiver side, which makes this thing happen, all right? You got Marquise Goodwin, who's the number two receiver. So you have Kobe Parkinson. You got Marquise Goodwin as the number two. Lockett as the number three. The number two runs a corner. What does that safety have to do with that corner? He's got to respect it. He's got to drift to it a little bit. Then you have Tyler Lockett on the outside of Goodwin. He's running the bubble. What does that flat defender have to do? He's got to expand with the bubble. So you got the safety expanding over the corner. You have the flat defender, the outside linebacker, or nickel expanding with the bubble. And then you got Gino rolling to that side. So everything's flowing that way. So you create just enough space for DK to work on the backside. What I love about DK is he gets vertical on his release. It's easy to get an inside release and get pushed inside and have everything flow. You got to get inside and get vertical to allow that rollout to work for you, allow space. DK hits that left foot, boom, snaps it in. DK rolls outside, throws a dart, and DK makes a play against Jalen Ramsey. Man, if I am DK, I'm sliding in the DMs, and I'm saying, I got you, bro. I got you. Yeah, there's so many good things that you you just talked about there. I'm going to talk about an unsung hero on this play, and it's Kobe Parkinson. Kobe is manned up on Floyd, who has been a bit of a pain in our side with with, uh, uh, sacks and stuff. He pancakes him on the outside. Pancakes mm. him. It's unbelievable block, which creates unbelievable space for Gino. I don't know if it was design rollout or he just saw the opening because all the defensive linemen went to his left. So he had this huge open sea that was wide open. This is not an easy throw because he's rolling and to to his right, and there are three guys. You got Ramsey who's following behind DK. You got the safety who's waiting for a DK to come to him, and then there's a linebacker who's dropped off about ten yards in between all that. So there's about a one foot, maybe a two foot window for Gino to get this in. Man, this is a thing of beauty, people. This is Pro Bowl stuff, and this is why it's going to cost sorry Seahawks a lot of money to sign them. <laughs> This is why, and you should want to pay this man. You don't have to pay the 50, the 45 million, but you're going to have to pay that good 28 to 30, all right, and respect it because Addie got the jersey on, so she respects it for sure. All right, hey, make sure you get out to Bellevue Collection Dining District. There's so many great restaurants to choose from. Today we had our pregame show meal at Tavern Hall. You know what I had? Good old burger. Good old burger. 
Just, just you know, just a just a bacon cheeseburger, and it was awesome. All right, make sure you guys go check that thing out. Um, good people, good ambiance. I like the light. I'm all about lighting. The lighting was perfect. I like the lighting. That's just me. That's just me. All right, coming up next. Oh man, we're gonna talk that talk. We're gonna figure out. Uh, you know, Paul's gonna tell me that he's right about something. I'm gonna tell him that I'm right about something, and because I have respect. For my elders, I'm going to make them think that he's right. But we'll leave here thinking something else. That's next right here on Hawks Live. Say it with your chest. It's time to talk that talk with Michael Bumpus and Paul Moyer on Hawks Live. Welcome back to Hawks Live. I'm Michael Bumpus with my guy, Paul Moyer, a.k.a. Paul Moyer, a.k.a. Deuce One. OJ. A.k.a. Christmas Party Fit. Get your Christmas party. You like that. I do. You do. You go, okay. I just wish you would have told me and I would have matched you. You know, I used to wear suits every day. And then pandemic hit and I went business casual. And then I even went kind of now with the new... Sneakers that are kind of dressy. Yeah, okay. yeah. They're black sneakers or, yep. or navy with you know the white yep. soles, and so I'm just kind of a little more casual. Okay. I, and this isn't even dressy. Hey, appreciate you thinking of it. When in doubt, just throw some J's on and you're good I, to look, go. You know, get to go. All right, so it's time to talk that talk. You got kids in the front. You guys better do well in school tomorrow. Do not use this as an excuse. All right. Now it's time for us <laughs> to go back and forth. Calling the kids out. Man. You know, I gotta call the kids out. Bump love the kids. Bump love the kids. Well, you said you better not. Yeah, you no, you bet not. Bet not. Bet not. Yeah. You bet not. All right. We, so, we're in the same hood. We are. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, you're in Medina. I don't know about Medina. Uh, so it's, let's talk about this talk that talk. I'm going to start us off. You're going to tell me if I'm right or if I'm wrong. Yeah. And um, you should tell me I'm right, Maury, because I know a lot about this game. But uh, <laughs> let, let's see what you have to say about that. Here's my question to you, Moyer. Abe Lucas and Charles Cross will hold Brian Burns to zero sacks on Sunday. He has 10 sacks. He's one of the league leaders when it comes to sacks. Brian Burns has had a great year. What are your thoughts there, yes or no? Well, after last week's game, yeah, I'll say they'll hold him without a sack. I mean, the statistics are in our favor for that. Um, I thought we protected really well last week, and we didn't protect as well against the Raiders. He had some breakdowns there, and sometimes they scheme, and they're, they're looking for a matchup. So simple answer, uh, yes, we'll hold him to no sacks. No sacks. None. Here's the thing that scares me is that Max Crosby had a day. I the that was Rams, two weeks ago. The Rams got some pressure. This Tampa Bay defense got some pressure. No sacks? I'm going to say no. I'll all give right. him I'll give him 0.5 though. All right, no help out. Next week when we're all not here, you guys <laughs> don't worry. Yeah. I can say whatever I want to right now. You guys ain't going to hold me accountable. I'm going to say whatever I want to say. All right, next one. Uh, Trey Brown, two weeks in a row he's been back. He got a few plays two weeks ago against the Raiders. Got a little bit more last week. Maybe I could pull my sheet how many he has. Um, will he be – I think he's going to be the starting corner by the end of the season over Michael Jackson. 
That's what you're doing. You messed up. I did? Because you're supposed to ask me what I think, and then you're supposed to give me the arguments. See, I'm, I'm a better co-host than You a see host. what happens? He puts his quarter zip on, All right, let slacks. Me, can I try it again? All right, uh, let's do it again. So, um, Bump, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Uh, Trey Brown will be the starting left corner by season's end. I think that is going to happen, and I think that's what they want to happen. You see them sprinkle Deuce Deuce in last week, the last couple of weeks, give him a chance to prove himself. Mike Jackson is my guy. I uh, love me tough, some tough Mike guy. Jackson. He's got a great ear. But I think that because they drafted him so high and they haven't really seen what he can do, he's going to get every opportunity. Mike Jackson's been in the league four or five years now. In the league, once, once you've been in the league for a second contract, they're like, okay, we know who you are especially at that corner position. So I think that they're going to give Trey Brown every opportunity, and everything you tell me about Trey Brown makes me believe that he's ready to go. I love Mike Jackson, though. Let me put I that out too. there. What are I your did, thoughts? No, I, look, I, Mike Jackson has been another one of those guys like Abe Lucas, Geno Smith this year where didn't see it coming. Uh, I didn't know he was as fast as he was. Uh, you go back to when he was a combine coming out of college. I mean, he's he's a four four guy, and then I think he had an interception. And he was like running twenty one and a half miles or two miles per hour, uh, really good. Here's the thing: Trey Brown is a he's just a really good football player, and he's just getting his feet wet again. But I'm watching him on coverage, how he breaks on the ball. He 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 really had a play on two plays. They called it pass interference on one, which is probably legit. That's just timing. Another one he just missed, knocking it down. But, man, his feet and his feel for the game and the passing game, it is real. So as he gets a little more with his feet, trust his breaks, I, he's just going to be, I think, too tough to keep off the field. We need him on the field to make plays. All right. I'm feeling you there. Okay, here's my question number three for you. Brock Prudy, who is now the starting. Purdy. Purdy sorry, Purdy. Like, yeah, I think it's Purdy. He's Purdy. Purdy. All right, you're right. Brock Purdy yeah. will ruin the season for the 49ers. I don't think he's going to ruin it. I I I think that he's going to have a couple of games that looks good like last week and then he's going to sit into the oh, they know my weaknesses now and I've got to perform. He's a rookie. He looks pretty good though. For a 7th round pick, uh, he made some really good contested throws. So, I don't think he'll be the demise um, but I think it's uh, I think it gives us an opportunity to win the NFC West. I think he'll ruin it. And this is what ruin means to me. Timely, untimely interceptions. When you have to drive down the field to win the game. When you have to be early to the flats. Because what, what do the Niners like to do? All this crossing routes type stuff, right? If you are late going this way or that way, that flat defender, undercut, pick six. So just because of the inexperience, because I don't think he's going to be able to process what he's seeing fast enough. I think that he might ruin it. He's not going to play horribly, but there's going to be one or two plays where it don't work out for him. All right, last one. I think this is a good one to end the season on right here. The Hawks, when they win the Super Bowl, uh, wait, let me read that. When the Hawks do win the next Super Bowl, Geno Smith will be the QB. Oh, Addy, what you think, Addy? Yeah. Addie well, says yes. wearing a nice green line. Addie green. is a young lady in the Smith. front. She's been to like three or four shows. I believe in her. She says yes. I'm going to say yes. Gino will be the guy. 
you're going to pay him 30 mil, too. And you're going to draft another young gun behind him, round five or six, maybe. You're going to find a diamond in the rough. Geno's going to groom him up, but I believe in Geno. And I believe that because the Broncos are playing so horribly, we're going to get a top five pick. We're going to solidify that defensive line, a D tackle, maybe a DN. And we're going to go on a run. Geno's going to win a Super Bowl for the Seattle Seahawks. All right. Look, I, I, I. Why I, you back away from me, though? I'm just getting comfortable. It's my last segment here. I'm just <laughs> chilling on my couch. Um, first of all, Geno's not grooming nobody. Not for at least five years. He's a young 32-year-old man. He's young football man. He hasn't been hit. I mean, he's just getting into his prime Don't right mean he now. can't groom. I ain't grooming nobody. I'm the starting quarterback. I ain't grooming somebody. Aaron Rodgers ain't grooming Jordan Love? Yeah, but he's grooming him maybe now, but he wouldn't have been grooming him eight years ago. And I look at Gina right now. He's in his prime for as a quarterback, at least the way he's playing. So that doesn't mean you don't get a quarterback. You always need some. I don't know if that's still going to be. Uh, I can't remember our backup quarterback now. But... Um, <laughs> and the Rams really helped us out by winning tonight because we got the Broncos number two pick. So you're right. This is playing out beautiful. We'll get that defensive and defensive tackle along the way. I think you're right because, I, you know, like, I don't think we're quite ready for the Super Bowl. That doesn't mean lightning can't, you know, lightning in a bottle thing. We're really young. We're going to be young again next year. We're competitive. We're going we're gonna to be in the hunt two years from now. Gino now has three going his third year as a starter. We got all the young guys who are veterans now. It's it's not just youth um, experience. It's also filling out. These guys are, are still mature young or mature boys, I guess, or young men. They're about to become men, and they get, you know, uh, girth or whatever. They get uh, bigger and stronger. So <laughs> we're going to be so much better in a couple of years with all these young guys. Gino's going to be really into his prime so the answer long-winded just because i'm dragging this out because i don't want this to end yeah i think that's the case i think when we win the super bowl gino is our quarterback so when gino wins a super bowl for the seattle seahawks we're thinking about addy addy it's all because of you front row addy and i and i will represent gino in that contract so I've, I've got a vested interest in this. All right, you got a vested. You get your three percent. Give me point five. I'm I'll good, take baby. One. Give me point five. I'll do it as a favor. A favor? Nah, no favors here, man. Okay. Not in business. <laughs> Heck no. All right. One more segment left here at Hawks Live. When we return, we'll give you our show recap and our final thoughts, plus the keys to victory. That's next, right here on Hawks Live. Hawks Live, presented by the Bellevue Collection at Bellevue Square Center Court. Every Thursday from 7 to 9, live on air on Seattle Sports Station. Welcome back to Hawks Live, the final edition of the 2022 season. What are you guys going to do without us on Thursdays, huh? What are you guys going to do? Watch Thursday night football like regular people? Or just show up here. We might not be here, but uh, you can still show up, though, if you want to. The Bellevue Collection's got nice things for you to do. You got the Rolex store there. You got Coach over there. What else we got, Moye? I don't know. You two have these heated jackets that light up. And I'm like, okay, wait. You you got one. You got one. I don't know. That may be a Christmas present for me. Yeah. 
About a hundred dollars. Yeah. That's hundred dollars my well, wife ever spent on me. No, I'm just talking about when you my gift that you're gonna get me. Oh, oh, you want one? Yeah. Don't. Hers go. looks more expensive, so I'm gonna go with mine. One nineteen. Mine's a hundred dollars. I going don't want with mine. you to go over a hundred, so I'll pay the extra. <laughs> you pay the, you yes. pay the difference. Yes. Perfect. All right. So, final segment. Yeah. Is there anything you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to tell me? No, I mean, look, there's a couple of firsts today that was, you know, we had Stacy on, and that, that was a big deal because mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of Stacy and Bump, and I get to see you all the time. Um, this has just been fun. I mean, I, we've been doing this uh, a, long, a long time. I've been, I don't know how many years, and Bump and I have been doing this for three or four years together. Four years now. Uh, we've been to a lot of different places. Uh, and they've all been great, so I don't want to dog any in case we go back there. <laughs> but this was by far our most favorite special time i mean this has been great you guys have been great in the audience and showing up and uh it's just a really good atmosphere so i hope we have a chance to do this again next year here yeah my guy moyer he's all about presentation and if you look behind us i love it his name is right there he was mad his name wasn't first uh but uh you know we might be able to work something out I'm not first, you're last, but um, <laughs> I'm good. Look, if you're f- first in front of me I, all day, I'm good. Hey, my I'm guy. Good. Look at my guy. Yeah, it's Christmas. He's had enough success in his life. He's going to let, let his boy get some. No, it's I, Christmas. I, I'm in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> I want to give him some love. I man. appreciate that, man. And a good-looking family. You got you got the most beautiful daughter. Are these all your daughters? Nieces? Okay, you're beautiful family. Uh, just Everybody's been really so nice. Yeah, there you go, some fist pumps. If this was on TV right now, for those listening, you would really get what we're saying. Um, but it's radio, so we probably should explain more. All right, so you need to describe. So what we're describing is we've had a family that we've seen at least five weeks. We have the Rogers in the back that we see, we've seen maybe 10 out of 12 weeks. Yeah, we put up with them because Curtis went to Arizona, University of Arizona. But. We have a Marine sitting in the front row who has protected this country for 20-plus years. We got the young homies who always look like they're trying to go to sleep, but they're awake. Okay, they showed up when they're sick. We have a couple in the corner who wins every time they're here. I'm taking them to Vegas, and then we got we sprinkle everybody else in. And you know what this is? It's America, baby. It's America. We got everybody here, and this is our last week. And they're going against the Panthers. And, Moyer, I'm looking at this team, and I'm saying, this is a must-win game. The Rams game was a must-win game. This is another must-win game for me. Do you feel the same, or do you think that if they were to drop this one, there's a couple more wins for them? Well, it wouldn't feel good. I mean, now you got to play 49ers on a short week. Uh, no, I mean, I prefer... We, we need to win if we want to achieve our goals, and that's win the NFC West. Can we still get to the playoffs if we, we don't win this one? Sure, but you're going to have to go and knock off Kansas City and Kansas City and the Jets when they get here. I think the Rams, the last game of the year, is, is one that I think we're going to take care of business on them. We'll have Bobby Wagner here. We'll get a nice little celebration for him. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and, then, uh, and put a bit of a hurting on him. If we want to go to the playoffs and, and host a playoff game, Yes, this is a must yeah. win. Yep. You got to get this done. If you guys are capable to go to the game, make sure you go and you 
yell loud and proud. We're going to need the 12s out there. And uh, Moyer, man, I'm, I'm sad to say, man, this is this is it. This is I'm I'm about to read the closing script. Look, we're gonna we're gonna we'll have a hug after. Okay. And uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see each other Sunday. But yeah, it's been a fun. This has been a fun year. All right. Thank you to everyone who showed up, even if this is your first time. We appreciate you guys. We were skeptical. We're like, what is this gonna be like here at Bellevue Square Center Court? It's been the best venue that we've been to, so we appreciate you guys. Special thanks to Bruce Irvin, Stacy Ross, Austin Blythe for joining the show our board operator brady robic on-site engineer brenna freaking rogers production assistant nishant kandapudi give it up for nishant kandapudi he once bought a shot for 145 dollars that guy <laughs> is a legend our executive producer is nasa chobi man the if you hear anything the on the radio nasa chobi makes this thing go down the seahawks pregame is live this sunday starting at 10 a.m thank you so much everyone who has listened or joined this season for hawks live we appreciate you more than you know until next year i'm michael bumpus my guy, Paul Moyer, a.k.a. Paul Moyer. We appreciate you guys. Take care. <laughs>